Good morning. Welcome to another episode of Thursday Mornings with Alex and Don, where Pastor Don answers all of your questions from theology, parenting, and whether he can tell if you're sleeping in church. Enjoy. Please like and subscribe. <laughs> Pastor Don. How are you doing, Alex? Great. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Yeah. Like I said, we're pre-recording some of these because the planting, that's why you're still wearing a coat. I'm right. hoping by the time this comes out that this is, we've got nice warm weather. At least we have sunshine today. Oh, yeah. It's That's nice. a positive. Yes, yes. Um, I was actually out today, and um, so something you might not know about me, I like bugs. Um, not centipedes or millipedes, those are disgusting and gross, but like spiders and stuff, just the whole insect world kind of fascinates me. Huh? Yeah, well, no, but... no. That's like researching them, I guess. Oh, okay. You just like watch them. Yeah, just the weird part of it. Correct. Oh, you like the weird part of it. Oh, yeah. Like, a, you know, the, the walking sticks and stuff. I mean. No, yes. Those are weird parts. But. And they eat each other. Exactly. So. Pop their heads off. Something when like I had kids, I started kind of getting like a little unsettled with, you know, using a whole bunch of insecticide around the house and the garden and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you know. I don't know how much you can actually get into your body or how much is toxic or anything like that. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to buy some other bugs to kill them. So I did. I bought praying mantis. And they're like little egg sacs. There's a weird word for what they're actually called, but basically like a little foamy thing. You buy the eggs of the praying mantis? Yeah, online. Okay. Do yep. you set on them and hatch them? Or? I do not. You don't? Okay. No. Um, they come in a nice little paper bag where you can like stick it to your window Okay. And then you watch them hatch, and then so it's kind of like a science experiment-y kind of a thing. Yeah, a Charlie thing, huh? Right. Yeah. But you can only put one in that bag, but you might get six. Okay. Egg sacs. And each one of those things has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of praying mantises, but okay. most of them end up eating each other. So I put okay. some of those around the, around the house on the outside, obviously, and then hatch the some, and then I've been and, doing that for three years. And Carly's all right with this. She tolerates okay. my that's good mice and me. Yep, mice and, and my me tolerates yeah, me. Okay. Um. So then I bought some more this year because we haven't had any mosquitoes, gnats, or anything since. Okay, they just take care of them. Yeah. Okay. So I bought some more this year. A little bit of inflation happened, so they're kind of expensive. But then I'm like going outside. I noticed that there was one on the ground that had blown off somewhere. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And I found like four more on the ground. I'm like, oh, man, the birds pick them out of the trees. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I was trying to figure out how the farmer takes these eggs out from under the mantis. No. You know. No, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they like have foam in their mouth or spit terms like a hard foam and creates a little cocoon of some kind in there. Then there's a bunch of them in there. I actually cut one open the other day. It's kind of weird and gross in there. There's a bunch of worm looking things in there. But then I was starting to like, oh, I should put these somewhere else. And I go over my black raspberry patch next to the barn, and there's nine of them there. Oh. So they're propagating. They're propagating. Yeah. Then you won't have to buy them all the time. That's You'll that, have your own. That's right. You could sell them on the market. Anybody want some? Yeah. Does anyone want some? Because I yeah. seriously, I have some egg sacs in my fridge. If you want some, talk to me. I'll give you one in a bag that you can hatch on your own for your kids or something like that. Or if you're disinterested, if you are interested in them as well, because... I think they're cool. Yes, I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. Oh, come on. They're not snakes. They're just ugly. No, they're not. They're, they're praying mantises. They belong in the church. Because they... I don't know. Well, I think it's P-R-E-Y. I know. 
mantis uh, instead of pray it's a mantis. it's a brilliant uh how they name that no because they're always yeah. just like praying but they're actually praying on things mm-hmm. right yeah. eating them mm-hmm. okay so let's get into some actual stuff and not just bug stuff you can tell i'm interested in that i like that stuff but okay we're learning more about you all the time yeah Alex. i know i shouldn't do it um, fearfully and wonderfully made yeah okay speaking of creation of man so in the garden of eden what is the significance when God asks Adam and Eve, who told you you were naked? Ah, God wanted the source. Okay. Where'd you get that information? He didn't know? Well, he might have known, but I think it was important that he point out to them that they had been deceived. Ah, I see. Said, you didn't get that information from me, guys. So where'd you get that information? I want to point out to you that you were listening to a snake. You probably hadn't been, ought to have been listening to this snake. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it sort of plays out in, in our world today, you know. So what are we listening to? Yeah. And uh, so it's, it's a good spot to say even God's aware and sometimes calls our attention that we could be getting hold of false information or yeah. twisted information. And... Uh, Oh, it's sort of nice that I, I, as I look and reflect on that story, it's nice that he pointed out to them mm-hmm. that they were getting their information from the wrong source. Yeah, it's a good idea to sometimes question your beliefs. I've, I've, I've looked at this before too. One of my friends questioned me. You know, where are you getting your source for this this moral shaping on this topic? Who was your, who was your teacher for that moral source? And that's a good way to look at it. You mm-hmm. know. Are you getting it? You know, you don't have to like, no, I don't like this newscaster because he does, does these things or something like that. But Yeah. And, and we, I, I'm leery of the fact that maybe we're not testing the sources from which we're gaining our information. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, back in the old, back in the old days, Walter Cronkite would say, this is, you know, this is the news, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did not put a bias on the news like we hear the bias in the news today. Yeah. And so we almost have to pick and choose, if you will. Yeah. And I hope nobody is blindly just lean, listening to every broadcast and thinking it's truth. Yeah. Because there is a, a, uh, a monologue, a, a, uh, a storyline that's being put out there that isn't all true. Mm-hmm. But you have to go back and get the facts. Yep. Uh, well, every their story just wants to rile you up. It's everything is sensationalized. Sensationalized, and yep. so in, sometimes to sensationalize, you pick the pieces you want to have heard. Yeah. Rather than the whole story. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean now there's like people you watch some news anchor or something, and he's just like saying how another news anchor is wrong. I'm like, what a great way to, for those two companies to just like talk mm-hmm. to each other. Like, I'm going to say this, you tell everyone that's bad and I'll do the same for you. And then we'll get a whole bunch of viewers that just want to come here to watch us hate on each other. And well, it works. But that's a whole storyline, hating on each other. Yeah. That's where we become prey for each other. Yep. Did you see what he said about <coughs> whatever? And, oh, yeah, did you see what he said? And, yeah, it's. Well, then it's not the story anymore. No. What it should be is just the news anchors just reading the bill from Congress. Word for word in there, and no one would ever watch the news again. That's right, because they're <laughs> so long. Yeah. Yeah, we wouldn't be halfway yeah. through the 90s by now, I bet. Okay. <clears throat> Ooh, here we go. 
So when Samuel picked David as king, God reminded us that while people look at outward appearances, God looks at what? The heart. The heart. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we're reminded a couple times in Scripture that God's viewpoint is much deeper than ours because he sees into us. Um, we, so my impression of you would be grabbed by how you dress and how you cut your hair and, and uh, how you speak. Uh, the longer I get to know you, then I might know your mannerisms and what you like to eat. But we still won't know you to the extent that God knows you. Yeah. And, and because not only did he make you, but he knows the condition of your heart. Yep. God doesn't care what you look like. No. Nope. So you can give up on your diet. Nah, no. <laughs> no. But, you know, it. <clears throat> there's nothing in all creation hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. And that's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13. Good. Uh, here's a quiz one. First Thessalonians. Pray without ceasing. Ceasing. You nailed that one. Why not ceasing? I know we're not praying right now. Well, no, we aren't praying right now. But I remember Charlene's grandmother. Okay, I did not come from Mennonite background. Okay. And this lady wore this prayer veiling, and I wondered why she had this doily on her head all the time. <laughs> I mean, I thought it looked like a doily that my mother used to put under the yeah. candles at right. Christmas time. And Grandma said, well, we pray without ceasing. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, it talks, us to, talks about praying with our heads covered. And so this is my covering. And since I'm praying without ceasing, and my whole life in one way or another is a prayer, I wear it all the time. I see. I thought, well, that's a neat way to approach life, that every aspect of what we're about during the day is, in one way or another, a prayer. Hmm. That's a good point. I like that. Yeah, I like it too. Us guys don't have to wear a covering, though, you know. No. Don't, don't even have to have long hair. In fact, we're told we're not supposed to in that, yeah. in that passage. I know she got yours cut, didn't you? Yeah. It needs another one, but okay. that's okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, I used to wear it It long. just comes up in the yeah. conversation. Exactly, yeah. Um, <clears throat> what instrument did David play? It was a harp. Probably not the same kind of harp that we see today. Probably but not. It was at least three strings. Yep. Bonus, bonus points if you can say what king he played for. We can't, he played for Saul. King Saul. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, it's interesting how close he and Saul were together. Yeah. And, and uh, Jonathan, you know, the son, he was a buddy of Jonathan's. And yet there were times that all of a sudden it says a, a spirit came over Saul and he'd throw a javelin at David in the middle of a meal. I mean, if that wouldn't give you indigestion. And uh, David would get out of the way. Hmm. Must have been an athletic fella. Well, clearly. He beat Goliath. Right, he beat Goliath with a rock. Yeah. Yep. Which I think we've talked about that before. I think someone kind of broke that down at the time that 
Goliath was probably had suffered from some condition where he probably couldn't see very well, probably couldn't walk very well, but he was ripped and he, he could, you know, smash your head with his hand. But other than that, he was, you know, not intellectually or, you know, gifted with balance and stuff like that. Whereas, I mean, every kid since they were could hold a sling would be practicing that and they'd hit right. birds out of the air with them. Well, and we know that he was uh, good at it because yeah. of the way he took care of the sh the flock, Jesse's flock at that mm -hmm. time. And so he'd taken on the bear and the lion, and yeah, he, he he was good at it. Man, we should do that sometime, me and you. Sling? Slings. Practice that. As coordinated as, as I am not, <laughs> I would be questioning your... <laughs> How well you're going to come out of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm leaving there with one eye for sure or something. Oh. That thing's hitting me in the head. I got oh. Band-Aids on my hands, so it's, uh, but I'd certainly love to try it. Well, once? Once. Unless I was good at it, and then I'd, then I'd probably start hunting okay. with it. With if, a sling? If I could. I'm not sure if I okay. could. After using a 30-30, you would use a sling? To oh, yeah. With? Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's why I, I never that. thought I'd be a bow hunter because that's silly and much less ethical than a gun. But there's something intimate about the you got to get that deer close. Yes. You have to be a thousand times more patient. And you're very good with it. We, If you want to go back on the services at Westchester, we actually see Alex with a bow and arrow and he shoots it in the church and he was very accurate. See, that's why I'm going to do the sling. We'll have another See, one. Accurate. Yep. Okay. Me whipping that around, seeing my mom just pass out in the back of the church. Let, let's not do it in the church with the stained glass Gosh, windows. You're no fun. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> we want the windows left intact, please. Yeah, that's probably a good yeah. point. Okay. Okay. You've convinced but me. But we could do it outside somewhere. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we can stop there. Um, we probably better next week. Uh, as everyone knows, next week or very maybe, soon, maybe two weeks. Very soon. Say very soon. We'll have a special episode with um, um, with as well. It's not Asbury's pastor, but um, she used to be a pastor here, Melissa. And we're gonna have a long conversation about um, Pastor Melissa will uh, be with us. Yeah, Pastor Melissa. Yes, about the kind of the two sides of um, the sexuality. How, how the Methodist Church and churches in general, Christians in general, are addressing the uh, topic of sexuality, how the Bible sees it, how Christians see it. You know, we're going to kind of flush some of those out, give some historical context, and um, it should be a good episode. Yeah. Enlightening. Yes. I'm excited for it. So, good. yeah. Join us for that. Respectful conversation. Yes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, thanks, everyone. We pray us out. I can do that. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you created us. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. And we thank you, Lord, that you sent your Son for us. Continue to guide us in your ways, help us to know your will, and by your Holy Spirit, lead us every step of the way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us, everyone. Let me know if you want some praying mantises. Yes, let him know if you want praying mantises. Or if you <laughs> want me to put them in Don's car. <laughs> no. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye. Thanks again for joining us for this week's episode. We are both having a ton of fun making these videos and episodes. And if you're having fun too, please tell a friend about this. 
and help us to grow this mission. Thank you and God bless.